I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 271 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today kicks off what is just an incredible week of guests who will be joining me here on the show. Today, we have a dad who has been the CEO of multiple companies. He was one of the owners of Converse, who bought the company out of bankruptcy and sold it to Nike. Jim Strasser will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Tomorrow, get your fisher poles out, dads, because I will be joined here by the 2018 Bass Angler of the Year, Justin Lucas, who is a two-time Bassmaster champion. He joins me tomorrow. He makes his living as a pro bass fisherman, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Wednesday, I'll be joined here by a retired Delta Force operator who served for 22 years with the Special Forces. Pat McNamara will join me. And talking about Special Forces, over the weekend, our Special Forces eliminated a real piece of evil, a guy known as Baghdadi off the face of the planet. So it comes at a good time. Don't miss out on a Warrior Wednesday that's going to be very special here. Thursday, I am continuing my run of NFL Dads of the Hall of Fame. The first African-American quarterback to be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame will be here with me. Longtime Houston Oilers quarterback Warren Moon joins me here on Thursday. And for the first time this season, Friday, I will not be joined by a Navy SEAL for a Frogman Friday. But what I will have is an awesome guest for you guys. UFC President Dana White will be joining me here. Do not miss out on that one. I know many of you guys have reached out asking for more UFC dads to join me on the show here. So Dana White will be here on Friday. He's going to get you ready for UFC 244 coming up on Saturday. And make sure you're following me on Instagram because next week I'm going to have five more bangers coming your way. I will be announcing them on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. So lock it into that. And don't forget, this week I'm being brought to you by Strike Force Energy. Strike Force Energy has these awesome packets. You pour them into any drink, and it turns it into an energy drink. They are crushing the energy drink market. Find out why. Visit them at StrikeForceEnergy.com and use my promo code FATHERHOOD. And every First Class Fatherhood listener can save 15% off their order, all right? And as always, please help me spread the word about the podcast here to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with the CEO of Cali Strong, Jim Strasser. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is the founder and CEO of Cali Strong. He has been involved with some of the biggest companies over the last few decades. It is so cool for me to say Jim Strasser, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I've got two children. Uh, Zach just turned 29 today. Happy birthday, Zach. And uh, my daughter, Mackenzie, is 27, almost 27 next month. Okay, very cool. What type of sports or activities were they into growing up? 
You know, my uh, my whole life revolved around sports. I was a phys ed major. I got a master's in exercise physiology. I got out of there and worked in the sports business. And I you know, I love sports. I have a son who has zero interest in sports. So how's that? And uh, he, he, he has completely different interests in sports. He's more of a gamer. He's into reptiles, all these different things, where my daughter was the athlete of the family. And she was into any sport. She was a phenomenal athlete, but she focused on dance. She focused on gymnastics. And she eventually did uh, cheerleading, competitive cheerleading. And she became a national champion, individual and team. So that was her, her thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's one of those things where we think we haven't figured out what the kids will do, and then they go a different direction. And the fun part is learning what it is that they're interested in so you can, uh, you know, find out more about it. And it's, it's, it opens up new doors for you as well, you know. Yeah, if you want to be in your children's life, you have to follow what they're interested in, not what you're interested in. So uh, my buddies used to laugh at me when uh, you know, they'd say, well, it's a great day to be at the beach. I live in San Diego. We live right by the water. I said, what are you guys doing today? Down at the beach? I said, no, we're out looking for reptiles, rattlesnakes out in the Mojave Desert because that's what Zach liked to do. <laughs> you do what they like to do, and it makes it interesting. Yeah, 100%. All right, Jim, if you could, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, you know, I, uh, I've been in the sports business. been blessed to be in the sports business for the last uh, almost 40 years now. And when I got out of grad school, I was a teacher coach and uh, didn't really want to be a teacher coach the rest of my life. And I got off on the business side of sports. And I started at the bottom as an entry-level tech rep, a tech, technical sales rep, and eventually became CEO of multiple companies and did every job in between. So I've kind of paid my dues and uh, was with some great sports brands. I was with uh, LA Gear. I was with Nike. I was with Oakley, Quicksilver. I was one of the owner partners of Converse Shoe Company, and we bought it out of bankruptcy and fixed it up and sold it back to Nike as the merger and acquisition of the year. And I uh, was fortunate to have some great success there. So I became kind of a a turnaround expert in companies and then uh, trying to, you know, buy companies and turn them around, try to position, reposition them and remarket them. Yeah, you've had some massive success here, Jim, and some crazy experiences too. But how did the experience of becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? It changes your perspective completely. I couldn't imagine going through life not having kids, uh, but having uh, children actually changed my life quite a bit because it wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, but I think that's kind of how God works. He gives you uh, challenges that you can handle. And uh, I have a son that has Asperger's. And uh, so it was a very difficult uh, childhood, but a beautiful childhood all, all in the same. And so you, you kind of have to accept what uh, God gives you and make, uh, make the best out of that. And I think we've done that. I mean, we've gone through some serious highs and some serious lows, uh, but it's been uh, the biggest challenge in my life. Yeah, wow, yeah, well said. And uh, what were some of the challenges of that now? You, you, you said your son had the Asperger's, and then how, what, yeah. were some of the diff- what were some of the difficulties of, like, then when your daughter came along of having the two, and what was the relationship like between them growing up? You know, uh, they, were, they were close, but they were different in what, they, what, what, they, what their interests were. Um, you know, like I said, she was more into sports, and she was into fashion and different things, and she's gone on to be extremely successful in her own right. And Zach... As, uh, as was extremely bright, uh, which most Asperger's children are. Uh, but we get, you know, he gets caught up sometimes in uh, his obsessive, obsessive compulsive behavior, uh, which gets a little difficult for him. Uh, he understands it from an intellectual standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint, uh, sometimes it's very difficult on him. Uh, hard on, 
on his mother. It was hard on me. It was hard on him. Uh, as Zach got older, uh, he had a, we had a very positive success story. And when you have Asperger's, you don't really like to talk to people and socialize. You're extremely bright. But you don't like to talk to people. He ended up working in our stores and selling as a as a sales clerk and did phenomenal. Became one of our top salespeople. And he just he learned how to how to deal with people. And he became so successful that he said, hey, I'm going to take this job at Target. And he became their number one salesperson of their credit cards, which is an upsell, which is a very difficult thing to sell. But when he was focused on something, he could do extremely well. And I just wanted you to know that, you know, all those things, the trials and errors that you go through as a child, it's amazing when you see that uh, success as they get older. Yeah, that's incredible, Jim, too, just because in the world that we are in with this social media stuff, a lot of the uh, person-to-person speech or just uh, connection is getting lost. The communication skills are definitely dropping, so uh, it's important to try to keep kids engaged in conversations. Well, when when Zach came to live with me, and I'm the CEO of Pony, he didn't like to talk to anybody, and I took him to the school, and I said, I can't homeschool you, so you're going to have to go to the school, and I I met Dr. Uh, Stephen Parker, at Balboa School, and, and Parker helped me help him become a, a person who could learn socialization because they don't learn they don't learn how to shake hands and look in your eye and say thank you and you know, respond that way. And he learned that, but to the point where, you know, when I see him really successful selling, sometimes I have to re- remind myself of where he came from. And, and when he was there at 15, he couldn't even look at Dr. Parker in the eye and shake his hand. And we went from that to a kid, you know, being a great salesperson. And, and again, we still deal with problems as he gets older, you know, the highs and lows again. But uh, he knows he can accomplish that, and he knows that people have believed him in, in him enough to get there. Uh, but like I said, he's a gift from God. Yeah, yeah, very well said. And and you've had so much success here in the business world. Many kids, you know, they come out of college and and they want to land that top job before they even get their feet wet. So. What is the best way for a kid to go from college graduate to CEO of a company? You know what's interesting? I speak a lot at uh, colleges out here, and everybody wants to hear about, you know, the, the, the great stuff that happens, you know, Converse Story or Nike or some of these other companies. And uh, they're like, how do we get there? And and, and growing up, I, I, I had no idea that these type of jobs even existed. I wasn't around anyone that was like this that had these type of jobs. So I, I didn't aspire to be this. I think it was just a gift that I was given uh, from above to say, here's some opportunities if you want to take advantage of them. And uh, so I always tell people the main thing is, uh, you know, I'm very pro-education. I've got a master's degree, but it's not about education. It's about, you know, the, the skill sets that you develop. So I tell people they have to get experience and they have to have contact. So I said, go volunteer. Go go out there and if there's a field that you want to be into, uh, meet some people, volunteer, make yourself invaluable so then uh, people want to hire you and, and then become, you know, take you to the next level. And and now today I'm an entrepreneur. So I was in the corporate world for about 25 years and then I went through a, a very difficult divorce and now I'm back in the entrepreneurial world. And that's a whole new uh, set of learning skills for me to, to, to acquire. And uh, obviously I have a lot of experience in the sports business but now it's a different level because I've had to come back and, and kind of do everything from the ground up rather than, you know, being a corporate executive in a, in a large company. Yeah, and, and since you, you've been in the, in the game for such a long time now, what have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the, you know, the apparel, I guess, industry and business world there uh, since you first began? Well, it was really interesting. Like, you know, Converse was an unbelievable story and obviously changed everybody's life. 
uh, great success story, but that was 2003. And if you realize how quickly things have changed, we didn't have social media back then. So, you know, that's a completely different world today. We were barely putting uh, our products up on the Internet, and uh, let alone having to speak to everybody through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook every day. And so it's a completely different way of doing business because of the Internet, because of social media. And that's really why I started uh, a brand that I'm CEO of now, that I'm founder CEO with uh, partner Jennifer. We, we started a company that can speak directly to, to consumers because of the Internet, because of social media. So it's a complete game changer. Yeah, and social media, I mean, it's one of those things that can really, you know, be so beneficial to you or it can really destroy your life depending on how you use it. And we're seeing that. Did, your kids are a little bit older, so did they have any, um, did you have any struggles? For a lot of dads, you know, the technology and that social media can become, you know, quite burdensome. Did you have any of that with your kids? How did you kind of handle or monitor the technology with them? Uh, yes and no. I mean, my, my son, especially as a technology kid, and um, we had the latest and greatest computers all the time and every, every toy because he's a gamer. Uh, we didn't have to deal with him. Uh, getting into the pornography, I've heard a couple of your other calls where, you know, that could be an issue. That wasn't really his interest. I mean, the good and the bad thing about Zach, he's extremely bright, but he's very focused on what he's interested in. And he never went down that path of darkness, if you will. And he just focused on his game. So technology has been around us a lot. Uh, but he's never been a social media kid. So that wasn't a, a big, you know, thing where he had to deal with bullying and all that type of, you know, problems that, that other kids deal with. So it was completely different. Where my daughter, uh, you know, she was really a social girl, but, you know, social media, we never had really any problems. And I know I've heard a few other calls that sometimes that becomes an issue for a kid, but it wasn't really a bad issue for us. Technology was a positive thing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And when it's used that way, it can really bring some great results. And, and what, what, were some, what have been some of the challenges for you being a successful businessman while being a father? Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. What were some, what have been some of the challenges for you being a successful businessman while being a father? Well, I'll give you a great story. So um, I was a first-time CEO, and my Converse partners uh, took over uh, Pony, a brand, an old sports brand called Pony. And so I helped a, a lot of my partners come back and buy uh, or take over Pony. And I'm the CEO, and at this time I was at Quicksilver, so I switched over from Quicksilver to Pony. And uh, I was going through a, a very difficult divorce. And uh, all of a sudden, I find my son coming to live with me. And so my son has Asperger's. School's always been a little difficult. We were homeschooling him. He's been in and out of a lot of schools. And he's now living with me. And I'm, you know, I'm working 15 hours a day. And I'm now the, 
the single dad of, a, of an Asperger's kid. And so we just made deals. And I said, okay, here's what you got to do. You want to live with me, you have to go to school. And I found him a great school and very fortunate that they really helped him and helped our family. Uh, and then we had to, you know, we had rules in the house of what, what he could do, what he couldn't do. Um, and, and it was an interesting dynamic. So I would have him get involved. I'd have him come down to my company once in a while, even though that wasn't his interest. But it was a very difficult time for me to manage uh, manage the time through a divorce as a single dad, as a CEO, because it was, it was a pretty crazy time in my life. Yeah, it sounds like it. And on that, I wanted to ask you about, I usually like to ask the dads about how they discipline their kids. What, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father, and is it different uh, with, with your son than it was with your daughter. Yeah, my, my, we probably were easier on my daughter because of my son, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, but it was yeah, we were strict in, in what they could do or couldn't do. Um, but you also have to manage the expectations and, and realize it's not a short game, it's a long game. And uh, you, you want to just have them develop into good kids and good people, which they have. Um, I mean, Zach is – and he's 29 is, you know, successful in his own right, if you will. And my daughter has been extremely successful and, and they're great people. And I think that's how you measure it. But you, you can't do it. You have to do it one step at a time, but kind of focus on the long term, but just making them good people. And uh, we were fortunate that we never really had a lot of a lot of problems. Uh, I, I'll tell you, you probably have some parents that talk about you know, their kids going into drugs or alcohol, what have you. Now, this is something I may or may not be the right way to do it, but when I was when he was with me in high school, you know, we were going through that. He's like, "Hey, Dad, I want to, I want to drink beer. I want to, you know, drink something." And I knew that he had a very obsessive compulsive behavior, and I said, "You know what?" I says, "Here's how we do it. We're gonna sit around as a group of people and we're gonna socialize because he's not a socialized kid. You know, the Asperger kids don't like to talk to people." They have to sit in their room and do their thing. And I said, okay, we're going to have a beer. And then, you know, kind of taught him how to, and thank God he didn't take to it. He doesn't drink at all today. You know, same thing with, with, uh, he wanted to try pot. I let him try pot, but it's like, I did it under, I controlled the environment. And then it was like, he goes, I don't like this. I go, okay, great. So at least now there was no, uh, worry about what he could get into. Cause once I knew, once he made that decision to not go there, I knew he'd never go back. But it wasn't like there was this mystery, like, what's dad keeping me from? So I took a chance, but, you know, my ex-wife would have probably uh, killed me if she would have known that. But I think it was the right strategy, and he's turned out to be a really healthy, you know, good kid. Yeah, that's definitely a leap of faith for sure, Jim. And it is one of the things I'm concerned about. My oldest will be in high school next year. So, of course, I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict myself. So it's like I I do worry about those things as as much as I can here. It's eventually – it's going to be their life and their decisions that they're going to have to make. But I feel like our, as our society here, we, we do a terrible job of, uh, especially now we have weed uh, so promoted, it's legalized everywhere, and we see the commercials for alcohol. It's always everybody having a good time, whereas those cigarette commercials, they used to show the truth of the effects of it, and it would deter people right. from doing it. I wish they would start doing that with alcohol. Well, you know, they used to glamorize smoking, and, and, and now they don't. And, and you're right. Weed is very glamorized today. Uh, drinking is very glamorized, but they don't show you the downside of all that. And so, you know, I'm, that's not my lifestyle, but I, uh, but I looked at it with my son because he was going through high school, so there's a lot of that peer pressure of, hey, you know, let's do this, let's do that. And so I, I did take a chance of letting him try it, but and 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 I, I guess I just you know I pray a lot about it, and 
and it turned out okay. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Jim. And and where, where do you think the future of all this is going? I know, obviously, I mean, you're with uh, Cali Strong here, and, and getting representation from big athletes and stuff is always very important, you know, in that business. Is the future of this thing going to where we see a lot of these athletes or celebrities now repping their own brand with their own name on it? Is that where the future of this stuff is going? Like, will the, the next LeBron James go directly to marketing his own shoe? Yeah, it is happening already, to be honest with you, Alec. Um, so that's why we started a brand direct to consumer because, you know, I, I'm an expert in this business. And, and, and when I started the brand, instead of taking it out to wholesale, I know every retailer in the country, I took it direct to consumer. So obviously the athletes are thinking the same way. So are the musicians. Uh, so everyone knows they have a vehicle. That doesn't mean it's easy. So, you know, you've seen it with a few other brands. Uh, or a few other athletes where they're starting to try to take their, their products direct to the consumer, but most of the time they're not product people. They're not branding people. And so there, there needs to be a strong combination between the two. Um, I, we work with a lot of our athletes, so uh, we, we do what they call collabs with the athletes, and we can help some of them market their brand through some of our products and through our technologies maybe they don't have access to or sourcing that they don't have access to. So I like the fact that the athletes want to go direct to consumer because that plays right into what we're doing so we, we can relate to each other. Yeah, that's brilliant, Jim. And I really wish that they would start teaching some of this stuff, even in high schools now, where they should start opening up the door for some of these entrepreneurial schools and, and stuff and how to, you know, get your product or whatever it is you're trying to do direct to the consumer because that seems like where the future is all going here. It, it is, and there is a few programs uh, that we've gotten introduced to out here, uh, actually, a gentleman that, that got introduced to my our company, Kelly Strong, uh, John Cahalan, uh, and he runs a school. And I, the name is flipping off my, not coming off my tongue right now, but he, uh, they, they do some of the same things where they're teaching entrepreneurialism in the schools. And you know, when I grew up, I just grew up in a traditional uh, program of education. Like I said, I didn't grow up around a lot of entrepreneurs, so I didn't really. It was more innate. It was in my, in my soul, if you will. Uh, but it wasn't like I was taught to be an entrepreneur. And so uh, there probably is some good things that, that that could come out of schooling like that. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, what's next for you here, Jim? What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? Well, you know, we're really focused on this brand, Cali Strong. We've been doing it uh, for six years. We've got, I said, the 10 stores in the military. We have uh, a flagship store in downtown San Diego. So if you ever get out there, please come and see us. It's a it's a retail experience that you've never seen before. Uh, one, we have phenomenal products, and we make products that nobody else makes, very exclusive, but we play games in the store. So I'm a, I'm a former PE teacher, so, of course, I have to have a little fun in the store. So we get people coming in playing basketball, football, uh, cornhole, uh, spin the wheel. They come in, it's entertaining, and they have fun, and they can win free prizes, and the people come back over and over again. And then we bring a lot of our celebrities in once a year to play the exact same games, and we call it the Celebrity Games, and they come in and compete for charity. So we raise money for their respective charities. So Bill Walton is on our board of directors. He's one of the team captains, Andre Reid, Hall of Fame football player, and we had one of our actors, uh, Ryan Ochoa, uh, last year as one of the other captains. And we like to bring that excitement together, but we do everything for a positive message. And just so you know, our give back is to kids' organizations. And we just feel really uh, blessed to be able to to give back. Our company keeps growing, our brand keeps growing, and we're able to have more opportunities to give back. So 
our charity is tied into the militaries because that's where we have a lot of stores and we have a huge support system there. And then, obviously, to kids' organizations. So, like, if it's Andre Reed, it's Boys and Girls Club of America, his Read for Read program, or Bill Walton, his Challenge Athletes Foundation, where it's, you know, trying to help kids that need a little more assistance. And so we just believe in everything uh, to help the youth of tomorrow. And so that kind of ties into your program and, you know, how to raise kids and what have you. You know, we've been fortunate. We've raised kids. Sometimes it's, it's easy. Sometimes it's not. Uh, now they're adults, and you hope they can go and live their, their own productive lives. But you can still affect the youth of tomorrow, and I think that's really a key focus for us as a brand. Yeah, well said and very important. Yeah, I'm going to include a link in the description of this podcast episode. This way my uh, listeners can just tap the link and get over and check out more about you. Uh, is there any one celebrity that, that that your kids have been begging you, hey, we got to get this guy or this girl we got to meet, or is there any one that really blew their mind away? That's interesting <laughs> you say that. I uh, Not really. It's just uh, I, I, I just, you know, I always look at celebrities as they're, they're people that have been very good at something, at what they do. And uh, it, it, try not to be put them on any kind of pedestal other than, they're a great football player or they're, uh, you know, great at being a, a sniper in the military or, what, you know, because I look at the military guys as, as stars as well. And and they're just people being people. And But there isn't that one person that we think, hey, we have to have this or have to have that. You know, we're a small company, but we have a, a big reach, and people like our message. We don't We don't have – paid ambassadors of our brand. We may do collabs with them, so there's opportunities for people to, to make participate with us. But it's more about uh, getting people of like mind that want to help uh, the next generation, if you will, and and have some great products that we can do it through. And so the, the athlete side of it or the celebrity side for us is just um, try to get around like-minded people and, 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 and work with them. Yeah, that's awesome, Jim. All right, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? It was Nick Hardwick. I listened to his brace for impact. I thought that was great. It's like, because really, you have no idea what you're getting into. You're so excited. This is the greatest thing in the world, and it is. It, trust me, it is, but you have to trust the process. Never give up. Focus on the positive. Uh, that that things will work out. You know, I think you have to have a, a great relationship with the the big man upstairs and trust in him that you're not given uh, any challenges that you can't handle. Uh, but there's times where you you think you can't, and so it's probably good that there's you know people like you trying to help fathers along the way because you know life life's not easy, and it's like you know families aren't easy, and it's like but just trust in the process that you can. Uh, that you can do it, that you can handle it. Yeah, well said. Great message. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. i got to say, Jim Strasser, you're a first-class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Jim Strasser for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Plenty more action coming your way this week, including tomorrow. 
U.S. Bassmaster Elite Champion Justin Lucas will be joining me here on the podcast, so that's going to be interesting. Later in the week, we got UFC President Dana White stopping by the show and plenty of action in between. Lock it in for the rest of this exciting week of content. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. <laughs>